I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. For what I lack in eyesight, I make up in all my other senses. Whee! And it's not helping. Yeah, in it's, this not pleasant. it's not a pleasant scent that's happening because it's a mix of. Ooh, God. You see what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, it Lord. is a concoction <laughs> yeah. of horrific <laughs> smells. Oh, no. It is not a promising event that oh, seems no. to be uh, uh, coming down. Yes, the it line is. Here. We're going to have a great time. Seriously, we're going to mm. have a great time. JT's I'm, watched way too much Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. And yeah, it's true. I'm not a fan of any food-related or drink-related uh, dares. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my friend wanted me to go on the great race with him. And I was like, uh-huh. I can't because I can't eat gross things. I can't eat oh, <laughs> disgusting God. things. JT did not ask me at I... all about this prior to. And so you can imagine like how 20... happy I am to be here right now. Like 20 minutes before he goes, Chris, do you have allergies? Right. It's it food allergies. I was it. like, I don't know. Are there cupcakes? <laughs> well, I was buying. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> now I feel bad. He's Hold not on. sorry. He's no, never I do. Sorry. I am. I am. All right, let me pull up the uh, Patreon. Let me go. All right, good stuff, Maddie. Go ahead and start us up. All right then. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and I'm JT Timmons, and we are reluctantly sitting here today with you. Um, <laughs> can can they see this setup? If you're watching, they can see YouTube. Yeah, if they're watching. If they're watching on YouTube, then they can see uh, some of the cups. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're watching, mainly you. If you're watching on TikTok, um, you'll get to see the the great reactions that will come out of this. I'm sure. Um, so, if you're listening to this and wondering what I am talking about, uh, well, JT has decided to spice up our lives a little bit. Um, it's season four, y'all. This is exciting. Yes. Yes. Soft launch on season four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so- <laughs> Yeah. Just tell them, tell them what y'all won. <laughs> we won a great prize. Um, so, JT decided... Uh, that he wanted to spice up Ghost Mail because that's everybody's favorite episode that we yeah, do. Well, why would we you why know, would keep we... doing what everyone loves? We should change it. <laughs> we should. Brilliant, JT. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> so, what he has decided. <laughs> exactly what I've been criticized for my entire life. He's an Aquarius, like heavily Aquarius placement. So, I'm just always like, make it better. <laughs> so, oh, so, he is. Um, placed an assortment of liquids in mysterious cups mm-hmm. in front of us. Um, and so basically we are going to read y'all's ghost mail um, that you have sent into us, but he has gone through them Yes, and he has left some blanks in there that Chris and I are going to have to fill in. So if we get it wrong, essentially, uh, from what I've been able to gather is uh, if we get it wrong, he will spin a little thing on an app to pick a number and we have to Wish drink you told me i have a live wheel oh well we if, dang. if they like this maybe we'll we'll yeah. bring the live wheel of course it has 12 
places on it. Oh, looks like I, I get more options. Oh. No, you just put four <laughs> free passes. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I, I love like that. that. That's cool. There you go. All right. We're going to do that next time we do this. This is great. <laughs> First, I, wanted, uh, I want to, um, we'll get more into the game because um, I have a description written out. Uh, but I want to thank our uh, newest pair of junkies. First, uh, we would love to thank Don Nielsen, Deanna, Kelly Malik, Marcus Ludvigson, Cheyenne Minge and Devin. Thank y'all so much for joining the Pair Junkie family. Y'all, we are so close to 100. Mm -hmm. It's insane. We're at 97 right now. Currently. Woo. I know. How it's about, extremely exciting. How about if we get to 100 Pair Junkies, you have to drink a smoothie of all the liquids you made. We are, what? Whoa. When did this, what? You are <laughs> brutal because we are we definitely are getting to 100. The shark. <laughs> I'm jumping the shark. No, we, no, no, no. No, that's insane. That's crazy. About, because we're definitely getting to 100. At 100, we do an overnight here. Okay. Okay. We'll film Ooh, an cool. overnight investigation in, in here. Okay. okay. That sounds we'll, pretty cool. We'll, we'll live it for the Patreon people. Okay. I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that. I think that's too. a great that idea. good. All right. So um, let me go ahead and explain this game to y'all. New season, new segments. We're testing out turning our extremely popular ghost mail segment where listeners send in their personal ghost stories into a wicked game. This is how it's played. It's quite simple. I read the stories you send in and I leave out a part. We finish and discuss the story as usual, but before we move on, they have to answer a question about the part I left out. If they get it wrong, they spin. Here, I have eight black cups with corresponding numbers to the wheel. Fun. <laughs> Four cups contain delicious, yet mysterious, craveable, yum-yum-in-my-tum-tum liquid. The other four... <laughs> I'm a poet, y'all. The other four. I don't like the term liquid. <laughs> Just, yum yum yeah. in my tum tum liquid. Liquid. Like, liquid. Once, you, once you say liquid, you're like, okay. It's no longer ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> the well, other four of the eight black cups. Well, let's just say I'm getting them back for the meow extravaganza from last week. Oh, like that's going to stop us now. <laughs> it's only going to get worse from here. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our first story. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got some good ones. Now, I've actually reviewed these. Um, I've actually reviewed these because I had to create the questions off of them. All right. The first one is from Jeff. It's called Silly Reoccurrences. Huh. New listener, but a big fan already. Currently in the middle of season three, episode 25, and thought I would share two vivid and very odd reoccurring nightmares I had as a kid. Both took place in my hometown and or house, and I was always very aware of where I was. Okay. First story. I'm the passenger in a 70s model VW Bug, and we are traveling fast down a large hill. I turn towards the driver, but he is hunched over and facing his door. After a few moments, he wheels around quickly and screams at me. My passenger door opens and he pushes me out of the door. I fall on the pavement and roll continuously down the hill. Then I wake up. It should be said that the driver was the animated form of blank, like in the 90s cartoon, LOL. 
my parents had a VW bug before I was born and I would periodically watch the blank cartoon, but this is the only two connections I can make. The fall obviously didn't hurt me physically, but it was enough to make me visu- visibly disoriented when I jolted awake. Mm. Number two, I exited my house and walked down the patio steps into our backyard. Standing in front of a large tree is the planter's peanut man. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrifying. We were just talking about scary I mascots. <laughs> the synchronicity. I know. He smiles, waves his cane like a magic wand, and I'm suddenly thrown violently into the air and fly backwards at a very fast speed. I can see my neighborhood vividly underneath me as I continue to launch away from my house. My legs start to tingle as I start to descend rapidly, and I awake in a sweat just before I hit the ground. So... Probably not a run-of-the-mill kind of thing. The dreams are completely ridiculous, and even as a, ki- as a kind, I understand that and found it funny, but I am not exaggerating when I say both were very vivid and felt so real, it makes me feel weird to this day. I have nothing against the peanut community and, <laughs> don't, have, and don't have a nut allergy either. Thanks for your time. Sending you all love and support from the Great White North. Cheers. Jeff, Vancouver, BC. Nice. Very nice. Excellent. Cool, cool. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, I I had recurring nightmares growing up as well. And one of the things that I I noted was how dedicated my brain was into kind of fooling me into thinking that it was reality. You know, how, how very much I felt like I even though there was, you know, all the telltale signs of a dream, it was so vivid, it was so tangible. And I think that that is a way that your brain tries to like trick you into staying in the dream. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's something. And and recurring dreams generally uh, have something to do with trying to get a message through from your subconscious, you know. And so um they don't want you to wake up. They don't you know, your right. your brain does not want you to snap out of it. Uh it tries to keep you in the dream as long as possible. Also, um, Mr. Peanut Sorcerer uh, is terrifying. That's a terrifying thing. <laughs> That's a horrifying concept. Um, and I guess, you know, he, he's got to have some magic properties, right? He's a, he's a walking, talking peanut. Well, I mean, it's not... With a, a monocle. He has right? a monocle, right? No, that's no. actually a Mandela effect. No, no, no. That's Mr. Mo- that's that's Monopoly. Mr. Monopoly. Oh, the Monopoly guy? I believe... Oh, yes. That's I right. I believe... Yeah. Mr. Peanut has, uh, um, uh, which might be the cross in our brain. That right. is the cross. He's got the, he's got the, the top hat. He's got the monocle. He's got the, the cane. That's it. Um, and monocles have never been worn by good guys. It's true. Like no, uh, a, a, a monocle. Pen- penguin? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Penguin and, and you know, uh, villainous German spies. They're all sure. monocle wearers. <laughs> the... Uh, like, also, if there's any monocle wearers listening, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not calling you, you out. You. <laughs> wear, wear your monocle wear if your you monocle. want. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for people to have fears of animations for some reason. Oh, sure. My sister. Uncanny Valley. Yeah, yeah. my um, my sister had this horrifying fear of Bruce, the um, the oh, shark yeah. from Finding Nemo. Well, yeah, he's terrifying. As a, If you were a small child, he took up the entire screen with his teeth. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, he did, didn't he? <laughs> well, so she had this reoccurring dream that um, Bruce, the shark, would flood our house and then 
eat all of us. That's terrifying. It's horrifying. Honestly, a really good plot a point good plot. for a horror movie. But a bunch of shark getting together and being like, "Oh, right, oh we do this. I, <laughs> we're, we're all Australian too. <laughs> Crikey, fish are friends for humans. Not food. <laughs> humans Played are by the for... actor Eric Bana. Eric Bana. No way. Ah. I had no idea. It's true. Well, oh, there wow. you go. All right, y'all ready for the question? Sure, bring mm-hmm. it. Okay. Story one, Jeff. Question. In story one, what iconic character do you think the driver or uh, the, the person resembled? A, Beetlejuice. B, Johnny Bravo. C, Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Or D, Arnold, Arnold Shortman from Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold wasn't 90s. Yeah, I think that was early 2000s. I so. will say this. All of these are 90s. Are saying, they? I think, okay. I think all of them are 90s. I, yeah, okay. I've, 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 I've like researched all I that. feel like Johnny Bravo would make sense because when I hear 1970s Volkswagen Beetle, <laughs> I hear Ted Bundy. Who looks the closest like Ted Bundy? Probably Johnny Bravo. That's still a stretch. But, you know, that's at least where my my mind goes because I thought you were uh, before you said it was an animated character who was kicking you out of the car I thought you were dreaming about Ted Bundy because if you're a freak like us you know (laughs) that's who I would be dreaming about well and it's intriguing because I think there were at least one or two clues to the idea that this doesn't have just an animated form which leads me to Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice was both live action and animated. And it it sounded like some of the, some of the the wording about it made it sound like there might be a live action version of, 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 of the cartoon. Uh, uh, And I don't know uh, because the whole scenario sounded like large Marge from Pee Wee's adventure, big, uh, (laughs) Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, mm-hmm. Large Marge turns and does the scream, and uh, that was Tim Burton who <laughs> who yeah. did Beetlejuice. Uh, also, um, I think the turning and screaming—that's very Beetlejuice. Uh, because I don't think of of any of those other characters as really doing the scream, a big scream. Um, although it would be hilarious if it was Dexter. That would because be. I can't imagine Dexter would be able to reach the, the gas pedals. <laughs> right. So I'm just imagining like Dexter standing on the uh, on the driver's seat with his weird German accent. <laughs> All right. So we have Johnny Bravo and we have Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. All right. The correct answer is. I'm going to go ahead and read it correctly now. It should be said that the driver was the animated form of. Beetlejuice, like in the 90s cartoon, LOL. Form. Oh, God. You're smart, man. You're smart. I don't listen enough, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. My parents had a VW bug before I was born, and I would periodically watch the Beetlejuice cartoon. All right, Maddie, let's spin. Spin it up. I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Is there any way to show Go it? Go ahead. Spin. Wait. Is it, yeah, How do I press here. that? Okay. okay. All right, you got. You're spinning. Two. Show it to the camera. Oh, we got two. Oh, God. I don't like... So the, that's two right there? I don't there? like the milky coloring of this. I also don't like that there's so little in there. Right. That it suggests that it's really bad. <laughs> 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 
lemon juice. Just straight up lemon. Yes, it is. It's just straight lemon. That's not that bad. I'm going to... No, they, they rank. They rank from... That's probably number one on the bad. Yeah, I'm going to... I mean, uh, number four on the bad. I like sour things, so that's, that's not, not a, that that's bad. That's not a, Oh, as you drink your lemon water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next one. Next one. Splendid. Don't worry, y'all. They get worse. Oh, okay. God. All right. Where should I... Debria, <laughs> should I, I hand you the, the discards of... Yes. There we go to Brutal's. Good stuff. All right. It's like a weird Russian roulette. I know. Here we go. Little Girl Ghost from Ah. Natalie. Hi, friends. I am in Paris on a family trip, and we are staying in an Airbnb in Montmartre. Montmartre, probably. Martre, but Montmartre. Um, The other night, I woke at 3 a.m. to use the bathroom, and when I came out, a little girl was standing in the hallway between the mirrors and a blank. Her energy was bright and cheerful, and she said, Hi. Let's just say that she was a lot happier to see me than I was to see her. I think she wanted to play. In my head, I said, Oh, hell no, and shut the hallway door between the hallway and bedroom and went straight back to bed that was two nights ago and i haven't seen anything since i'm pretty sure this 1865 apartment building has to be haunted besides the little girl but because all the human noises because of all the human noises it's hard to tell what is what i'm attaching a couple pictures for review oh yeah if i had to guess i think the little girl was playing with the blank let me know if you pick up on anything. So we're going to go ahead and do the question first. Okay. <laughs> so well, you're not you going to show see. us the picture? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> question. What toy does Natalie think the little girl was playing with in the photo she sent in? Was it A, a Lego castle? B, an old Barbie-themed flashlight? C, a creepy wooden horse? Or D, a small, super old tricycle? Oof. Okay. So she's in France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The French don't like to clutter their homes with frivolous toys. And an Airbnb, I wouldn't expect it to be like a modern-ish toy. I wouldn't think so. I mean, uh, the mention of its build date in the 1800s tells right. you that at the very least, it's probably decked out to be like a you know, right. an era building that you would stay in, which points towards the wooden horse. Horse. I feel like it's the tricycle, personally. Tricycle. Which would be creepy as well. Right. You know, um, because it's not out of the ordinary to, like, maybe have, like, one of the really antique, like, tricycles. Sure, sure. I know your parents in the in the mountain house, mm-hmm. they had an old tricycle. It's they- actually a tricycle horse. Oh, that's even <laughs> yeah. worse. Hmm. <laughs> the plot thickens. Um, yeah, you know, and, and France being a very, um, Bike. bicycle yeah. and, and, and wheeled vehicle kind of place does sort of fit into that, the penning farthing kind of bicycles come to mind, the big wheeled, front yeah. wheeled bikes kind of thing. 
Um, unfortunately, this doesn't. It's not the thing that you can you can suss out because the choices are right. You know, kind of there. Um, I do like Barbie flashlight just because I think that's funny. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that would be enjoyable if it was a Barbie flashlight. Um, which, when you think about it, late night going to the bathroom, uh, having flashlight available to people who are moving around in the Airbnb in the dark, sure. having a little flashlight for maybe kids to, to see their way or, you know, a little night lighty kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to go tricycle. Okay. I think I'll, I, I think I'll go with you. Tricycle. Yep. All right. We got two for tricycle. Let's go ahead and read it. The other night I woke at 3 a.m. to use the bathroom, and when I came out, a little girl was standing in the hallway between the mirrors and the horse. Oh, oh yeah. Your first gut My instinct. first gut instinct. Yep. So, Chris, we'll go ahead and spin for you. Okay. And eight. Eight it is. Yep, yep, yep. Don't know what it is, but... Still don't know what it is. <laughs> it seems to be some kind of cola, cherry cola. It's ni- Pepsi Nitro Cola. Oh, Pepsi yeah. Nitro Cola. Pepsi oh, Nitro Cola. So it, uh, tastes very. Debris, you go ahead and take eight out. I think I think it's fair to that once the drink is entered, if you land on the same number, um, you don't have to do anything. No. Yeah, I think no. that's cool. That's All right, Maddie, let's go All ahead and right. spin for you, and we got a seven. Why is it red? Done. Done. <laughs> Why done, is it done, red? Done. 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 Oh God! Why? Mm. Ew. Go for it. I'm gonna cry. Oh. Why does it smell like that? <laughs> Go for it. All of this was bought in a in like a real sto- like a store. I didn't make it. <laughs> that is. Vile. <laughs> what she vinegar? just what she just <laughs> tasted was clamato, which oh, is clam tomato juice. Clam tomato juice. You just took out our worst contender. Congratulations! Wow, that those was, are two of the things that I hate most in this world. <laughs> I, Good lord! Oh god, debris is like oh lord. I'm going to have to cut my tongue oh, off man. now. Thank All you for right. that. Um, yeah. Oh, here are the photos. It doesn't die. Those are the, those are the photos. Let's see. If you're showing yeah. us the photos, it would have been a lot easier for us to guess. I know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Those are the photos of the wooden horse. All right. On to the next one. That was fun. I like that one. That was great. I can't get the seasonings out of my teeth. It's, they linger. Okay. Here we go. Let me get to the next story. Who All right. Hold on. Who mm-hmm. willingly drinks Clamato? Yeah. I think it might actually be something you add to like a Bloody Mary like I've thing. heard that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's I exactly mean, what it is. It would make sense that, that you shouldn't. Would, you, you, would, you would pour alcohol over it. That's Kill the, it with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it needs that. It feels like it's alive. There's too many things going on with that. And it won't... This, the taste doesn't go away. Yeah. It does not go away. So if you drink Clamato juice, you might be a serial killer. I <laughs> like. Yeah. Everybody has different tastes. And no. That, no no sane person <laughs> is drinking that. 
All right. We're going on to the next one. Uh, this one comes from Yvonne, and it's called Ghost Grandpa. Ghost Grandpa. Oh, yeah. All right. Ghost Grandpa. Hello. Just started listening to your podcast. Thank you, Andrew Tate, for introducing me. I have a weird story about my grandfather. We were never close, but I saw him often as my mom took care of both my grandparents. He passed away from a stroke when I was 13, and it was a traumatic experience. When I was in my 20s, I was coming home from college when I saw him standing on the corner of the street I was on. I did a double take, and he was gone. Then I immediately smelled blank, as he was a blank. I have no idea why this happened, and every so often, I smell blank, so I think he's keeping an eye on me. Thanks for reading. Well, I don't know what he smells like or things like that, but that's sweet. The classic one is cigarettes. Yeah, usually cigars. Cigars, cigarettes, smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also um, alcoholics, so Mm, you can smell the smell of, of... so alcohol. how does, how, how, where does that come from exactly? How is a, like a paranormal, like how is an entity a bit like able to keep a scent on them for as long as they are here? Like I understand demons and sulfur because that's like what, that's hell. But I don't understand necessarily how an entity would have um, a certain scent on them. Well, one way to think about it is um, scent is m- the most linked to memory of the senses. Okay. Um, more than sight, more than anything else, the smell actually is uh, linked to your memory. So when you think of memory, not as the function of the mind, but a uh, testimony to something that was from the past, the things that could appear, uh, a scent might come through stronger than mm. a visual mm-hmm. or a physical sensation um and I, you hear this all the time um my grandmother wears a special perfume and i smell right. it every now and then, you know uh because what what has happened is they've been identified by scent you you can you know it's them because of the scent which might be just that cross-pollination of their presence and your knowledge of who they are but famously there are several ghosts in savannah who appear uh, through this smell, through the smell of smoke, mm-hmm. through the smell of, of, of whatever, which then suggests that a shared memory, a memory that mul- multiple people can kind of bring into essence, is how we can still register a smell as a as a means of communication. Oh. Because um, we always talk about, like, hearing voices or hearing things and like that, but spirits don't have mouths they don't have vocal cords they're not making their vocal cords move and and formulating with their mouths so they're using sounds that are around to kind of focal and and manipulate what we hear um that's something important to remember when when something touches us they don't have bones or skin or muscle so they are using some kind of supernatural effect on the environment to make us register and sense it so that would be the same with smell they're using the environment to create a scent by you know uh, by means that we don't know or understand and then sometimes too with residual hauntings um, if somebody was a smoker or same thing with those spirits in savannah oftentimes you see it in the men's parlors uh, that you smell the cigar smoke and 
um, in the women's parlor, it's a lot of times perfume or floral, thing, floral stuff, stuff, you know, mm-hmm. things that would have happened in those rooms a lot. It kind of just leaves an impression behind right. and that's a kind structure. Of, and, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the, because you know what it is, what scented uh, Yvonne's smell that reminded her of her grandfather. A is cigarette smoke. B is cigar smoke. C is bourbon. D is a specific type of cologne. Um, and um, I lost my train of thought there, actually. <laughs> but those are the, the – no, hold on. No, okay, no, 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 I didn't. Um, so if you, if you were going to try to contact somebody, right, if you were going to try to contact somebody and let's say, um, you know, none of those options. Let's say you take uh, – if you're trying to c- contact me. And you put uh, a, a glass of 18-year-old scotch on the, uh, the table or rogue dead guy. Yeah, I don't know what that when is. When the bugs you know. are attracted to a liquid, that's <laughs> there's a there, Yeah, there's a, there's a little, little gnat. gnat. Yeah. But anyway, um, like if you're trying to contact me and you put like an 18-year-old scotch on the table, would it help? To do that, like to oh, actually absolutely. bring me in through, mm-hmm. um, through the, the Ouija board? Not necessarily a Ouija board. Or but with a Ouija I mean, board. With, with anything that you're, yeah, if you've got cues, and, and that's what we call them, you know, era cues or, or personal cues, things that are directly linked to a spirit, like what's their favorite food, what's their favorite scent, what's mm-hmm. their favorite, you know, a book that they love. If you put those things out in the open, the energy suggests that uh, the, um, uh, the very presence of the item mm-hmm. triggers a series of, of energy responses that okay. can that can make it easier for a spirit to present itself. Okay. You know, uh, a lot of people think of it like a like a trap. You know, oh, I right. draw them to this thing, and it's really just about creating a situation where the environment is gotcha. more amenable for the spirit to communicate because there's something that that links it. Well, in in the case of you, like us leaving out scotch for you as a spirit, that would be leaning more into the side of like leaving an offering. Um, That's true. You know, and um, that's not what I mean, though. I mean, if you were sitting around a table conducting a seance Mm -hmm. with the Ouija board, would it be because the worry about all of this, the worry about all of this is that you bring the wrong thing in. Right. Right. That's why you don't mess. That's why I don't mess with Ouija board. I don't want to bring the wrong thing in. Right. Um, You know, and so would it be helpful to have something out that was strongly related to that person? um, it, to bring the right thing in. Well, I mean, if they had like, so like, let's say if you had like a bottle of scotch that you had your entire life mm-hmm. or, and it was like a prized possession okay, of yours, it's not just random that, that would be yeah. a good choice right. if you're doing something like that, because typically oh. you want something that was owned by the person. You do hear that or, a lot. Like, you know, do you have an item that belonged to the person? Do you have right. an item that Got supports it. the person? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It, it generally wouldn't be, some blanket thing, you'd want it to be very as specific as possible. Not okay. to say that the blanket thing won't work. It's just the more specific, the more the energy is conducive for that inner, you know, for that spirit. For right. that specific yeah, for spirit. That specific right. Spirit. Cool. Otherwise, it's kind of, uh, you know, on par with leaving an offering, which plenty of cultures do. If oh, yeah. they knew, like, what that person enjoyed, they'll leave it on their ancestor's altar or, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. their grave you or know, whatever it be, so. Many grave sites used to have just, like, you know, a, a bit of food, mm-hmm. you know, left cool. out for them, a, a, something to show honor and love, but also to keep that connection. 
Awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, y'all know the choices. I'm going to go ahead and go through them one more time so you know the ABCD. A is cigarette smoke. B is cigar smoke. C is bourbon. And D is specific type of cologne. What do y'all think? I have to lean towards cigarettes. Yeah, that's yeah. the most And you know, followed very closely by cigars, but I always right. think of cigarettes as more constant a thing that you do and cigar and uh, i've never known a uh, like a a constant cigar smoker like everybody who smokes cigars that i know are special occasions it, it's it's parceled out a little they're, they're not like i've never known a chain cigar smoker right mm-hmm. but i have known many chain cigarette smokers exactly um and it's like if you really get like too into your head, you're like, well, maybe it was you know somebody who just loved Cuban cigars or whatever, oh, sure, and sure. like that was something really special to them. But logic makes me feel like it's cigarettes. All right, so both are for cigarettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right. Let me go ahead and rate it. Then I immediately smelled cigar smoke. Cigar. Oh, as God, he was a cigar have... smoker. Oh, there you go. Oh, God. Yeah, but that's, you know, y'all were super, super close. Well, and, um, yeah, I was, I but no cigar. Like, who takes care of, close, but no cigar, nice. Yeah. But who takes care of a, a person and, and lets them smoke? Right. At all. <laughs> right. All right. We all right. got two. Yay. Yay. All right, Maddie. Here we go. And we got. Please Seven. Ah, you guys thank, got out of it. Oh, thank God. All right, all right. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, thank you, Yvonne. Very cool. All right, we are on to Sawyer. I, I, I really love this story. I really love this story. All right, here we go. Uh, this comes from Sawyer. He's written into us before. Um, and it is called Raggedy Ann Story. Oh, excellent. Hey. I saw your recent Wonder Wicked episode about Annabelle and thought I'd share my sister's experience with you. Pictures are included. Great. Yeah, th- this guy always includes pictures. I love that. All right. So my sister, who I mentioned in my previous email, used to work at an antique store in our hometown in Michigan. While working here, she ran their social media account and cataloged all of their antiques on their online store. As an added benefit, while working there, she was allowed to open her own booth inside the store and sell some of her own antiques. Since there weren't many employees, she quickly started working their full days, often being the first one there in the morning and the last one out at night. This means that she was the last one to see where things were at night and the first thing, uh, the first one there to see where things in the, are in the morning. The story was always flowing with, uh, sorry, the store was always flowing with new items. Often they were typical antiques like furniture and art, but sometimes you'd get a strange piece that had heavy energy to it. This piece in particular was a Raggedy Ann doll. Every few years, the Raggedy Ann dolls were redesigned. The doll that arrived at my sister's work was the exact model as the Annabelle Raggedy Ann doll. Pictures below for reference. This doll sat upstairs in the area of the store set up with other toys from the 1970s and older. My sister often worked upstairs since that uh, since. That was the same floor her own booth was located. Uh, 
She said that she would walk past a doll and notice that it would be in slightly different postures. One instance of this happened while she was working in a different section upstairs with a lot of furniture. She was reorganizing a display shelf that had a large mirror next to it. In the mirror's reflection, she could see the area of the antique toy section. She bent down, placed something on the shelf, and stood back up. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw that the face of the Raggedy Ann doll was now staring at her through the reflection of the mirror. I knew Chris is, I, <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like, Chris is going to be like, nope. 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 It's a good story. The doll, previously sitting up straight, was now bent over to the side just enough to see her in the mirror. While this doll was here, other strange things would happen. While this store is locally recognized as being one of the most haunted buildings in the area, actively uh, activity was largely centered around the doll when it, while it was in there. Children would run downstairs in a panic, saying that the doll moved while they were next to it. One child even said the doll lunged at them. Uh, kids said they felt uncomfortable while being around the doll. After hearing all of these reports, I went to the store to visit my sister and investigate the doll myself. I remember feeling like I was, I walked through a thick and heavy cloud when I got in the area of the doll. I didn't care. I didn't dare touch it or get close enough to try. Like I mentioned previously, my sister would sometimes close the night before and open the next morning, being the last one out and the first one in. She would do her rounds in the morning to turn on signs and unlock doors. It happened a few times within a couple weeks while items in her own booth uh, would be moved in very strange locations and positions. There was a pointing hand on a display rack that would frequently be the item that was missing from its uh, normal location. She would often find it sitting on a nearby table pointing at something. Pictures below for reference. If memory serves me right, she told me that a woman bought the doll and said she was instantly attracted to it Hmm. when she walked into the store. Best, SW, PS, for you guys, the store's name is Holly Antiques. It's worth a quick Google search. The whole downtown of Holly, Michigan is very haunted, including the Holly Hotel and the Arcade Antique Store, which tragically burnt down last summer. Wow. Oof. Wow. Looks like, uh, looks like that's, uh, that, that's yeah. got to be added <laughs> to the, the list. Put it on the board. Yes. Added to the list. All right. Um, so we got some great photos. Here we go. Wait. Yeah, if y'all want to, you just scroll right down. Oh. So that's the Raggedy Ann doll right there. We'll we'll include this on the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. that's cre- that's definitely creepy. There's the hand. That was a great story. I love that story. Yeah, I'm, story. I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely going to be uh, wanting to visit Holly, uh, Michigan. Very. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Creepy stuff, huh? Very. I like those those sheep, though. Those okay. Cool. <laughs> so now Stop we're shopping. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. Are y'all ready for the question? Bring yeah. it. <laughs> what year was the first Raggedy Ann doll introduced? A, 1966. B, 1981. C, 
1915. D, 1938. Hmm. That's so tricky. Could say the years again. It is A, 1966, B, 1981, C, 1915, D, 1938. You know, I'm not well-versed on my uh, uh, toy manufacturer dates. Uh, but he is, so I'd listen to what he's got to yeah, say. I know. What, <laughs> well, what do you have to say, is, Chris? 1966 really sticks out in my brain, right. like hard. Um, but given the... The style of doll it is certainly seems like it predates because it right. is very much a rag doll. Um, Nineteen thirty-eight makes a lot of sense to me because uh, that is um, still in the Depression era, mm-hmm. right before we went into World War Two. Um, certainly, the war was was kicking up. Uh, Nineteen oh eight makes sense uh, again because it's a rag doll. A simple and easy thing to make. Um, uh, 1908, you said? It's 1915. Oh, that was the sorry. earliest date 1915. listed. 1915. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, it, like going all the way back to the oldest date makes sense. But the question was, they what was the mass production of toys like at that time? These are hand-sewn, I believe. You know, gosh, that's tough. Because like, I keep coming back to 1966. Right. Just in my brain. That feels However, right. that might be because we recently did a um, a story on Annabelle, uh, which might have been a trace date for that version mm-hmm. of Raggedy Ann, because I think the story of Annabelle is like early 70s, 71. Um, so it's like maybe that's just that mm-hmm. version of Raggedy Ann. Uh, oh, it could be the first right hand. Um, well, I kind of, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't pin it. Uh, 1938 sounds sounds good to me because it's. I feel like it's something reasonable because I want to say that Raggedy Andy uh, popularized wore a sailor's cap. And he, I think he came out after Raggedy Ann. And so if it was a question of 1938, and then we go into World War II, and he's wearing a sailor's cap. Of course, 1915 is right before mm-hmm. World War One. However, I don't know that the sailor outfits were the same. <laughs> I know, it's troubling. It's troubling. So, it, it, uh, that's a difficult one. When was Raggedy Ann uh, introduced? My... Thought process is yes. not as complicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to go with 1966 because that was the year that my mom and dad were both born. And I uh, look at their toys that they still have, some of them, from when they were born to about when they were five years old, and they're horrifying looking. So, you know, um, the stuffies of the 60s were creepy, and I think they just may have went through a a, a trend of some sort mm-hmm. uh, in the 60s where everything was kind of supposed to look like Americana, like things like that. And, you know, people were starting to get a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. That's my logic. I'm just going to okay. go 1966. So we got 1966. What do I have to lose at this point? I've already drank 1938, Clamato. 1938. 1938. I'm, I'm leaning towards. Okay. 
All right. The answer is 1915. <sighs> I, I loved what you were saying, Chris. I was like, he's going to get it. All oh, right. I, uh, I was thinking, just go to the earliest date. It's got to be the earliest Spinning date. for right. Chris. Spinning for me. Spinning what for could Chris. it be? And it is three. 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 The one that Nat also. has literally just been. Such little amount in there. Speaking of terribleness. God. Oh? Oh my God. Are you drinking all of it? Mm-mm. Okay. No, he's, no, he's drinking all of it. No, no, that's just mother's milk to me. Ah, huh? Mother's milk? Soy sauce. It is soy sauce. Well, there and you that's go. That's mother's milk? I'm Korean. Oh. <laughs> soy okay, sauce okay. Uh, is a common thing in my household. All right. Well, well, that was one of the nasty ones. Um, uh, to let it's y'all nasty. know, it's salty. On, well, on its own, though, like, is it good? So, to s- so it, a lot of people probably never tasted soy sauce on its own. There's more sweet elements than salty elements, even though the salt comes to the rise. If you if you if you really take your time, there's a there's a nice fruitiness to soy sauce. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Take a shot of soy sauce at home. Take a shot of soy sauce. Heard that. It is low sodium, though. I will say that. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, So basically, the only reason we're doing this with liquid is because our bean boozled didn't come in. Oh, no. Soon enough. (laughs) So the next one we do will be with Bean Boozle Jelly Bean. And I want to get in on it. I think it's kind of unfair for me to be sitting here watching y'all do all the stuff. And so I think that uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of like talk about it and see how I could uh, potentially, you know, um, eat the nasty stuff too if things happen. In a particular way. I have to figure it out, yeah. Yeah, have, have to figure it out. It. All right. Okay, here we go. Wait, um, oh, wait. Yeah, we yeah. have to talk about the story because well, that story no, was wild. I, I was supposed to drink something. I, I know the <gasps> oh. comments are just going to be like, Madison, you have to speak yeah. up. You have to be honest. It's true. All right. We got a one. 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 Why is it? One. one. Oh, no. There's so little in there. It's got to be devastating. <laughs> We were. I thought we got through all the bad ones. Well, the the clamato was the worst. Yeah, so it you, was. You've gone. You've gone. The clamato for the worst. was for sure the worst. And that's apple cider vinegar. That's vinegar for sure. It's a type of vinegar. <laughs> Come on, buddy. It's good for you. At <laughs> <laughs> like, first, I was like, "Oh, it's not that bad," and then it chokes you. Ashley Werner, Ashley Werner commented and said, JT is unhinged. It is. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. It's not that bad because it's sour, but it, it just like, when it hits the back of your throat, it just yeah, like. Yeah, it burns, yeah. No, it's All not right. even a burn. It just feels like a hand, <laughs> like <laughs> reaching out and being like, yeah. Y'all got so. through all the, all the nasty ones. Great. So let's uh, <laughs> let's see what this is. So we got. Oh, what we have one. We Number have one six. more. Oh. We have one more question. There's one more question. Oh yeah. Okay, let's bring it. So. This is, this is <laughs> so um, Ultra Para Junkie Nicole sent in a photo of something that happened in her hometown. Okay. All right. There was a sinkhole in Minneapolis, Minnesota last week, but they found something inside of this sinkhole. Mm. What did they find inside of the sinkhole? Is it A, a Raggedy Ann doll? B, a Chucky doll? C, a DVD of Poltergeist? Or D, 
a crucifix. None of those things do I want to find in a sinkhole. But no, absolutely not. And there's a photo of it once we're done. Okay. Um, hmm. I feel like poltergeist would kind of make sense in this way of, I don't know, maybe somebody buried the poltergeist movie. Because wasn't there like a belief that like if you watch poltergeist, like it could curse you or something? Well, was people believe it the- was a cursed movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people, lots of people died, um, both around the production and in the production. Um, that's a, a good deep dive we should do sometimes. Yeah. Just really? talking about poltergeist. Poltergeist freaky freaky occurrences throughout like yeah. right down to Carol Ann's death in oh, Poltergeist that's 3. That's a great idea. Yeah, we should we should we should we discuss need, that. Yeah. Cuz there are many many deaths so, involved in that. So Saturday's episode, Saturday's episode um is with Debria and um Debria uh, it's actually going to be Danish horror lore for oh, Saturday's episode cool, and cool, Madison cool. has prepared all of that and so but Debria has a TikTok that um, is all about her watching the scary scenes in movies and reacting to them. Fantastic. Right? So I think we should have her back for uh, for the Poltergeist one. Right. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean cool, she'll cool. be here anyways. So yeah. yeah, if you don't know who Debria is, she sits and um, runs our tech <laughs> stuff while we're filming this. Yeah. So um, yeah. And the original po- Poltergeist. For some unknown reason, was PG um, when it came out, and I think I was ten. Uh-huh. And I went to the movie theater and watched it. That messed me up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that idea, Chris. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's yeah, do a deep dive on the Pulse guys. Uh, so yes, uh, that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Um, I almost think that because of how outlandish it would be to find a Chucky doll in a sinkhole, I because Raggedy Ann, I feel like. We are on the Ragnan train, right? <laughs> you know, we, it's like the, this would 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 be the third like inference reference of Ragnan in 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 a while. So, uh, yeah, and um, and I don't think it'd be weird to find a crucifix. Honestly, I don't think so either. Uh, I, I think that uh, people probably drop, bury, and lose crucifixes all the time. I mean, unless it's like a thirty foot tall, right? You know, uh, life-size crucifix that would be that would be weird well um and also people put crucifixes um when people die in car crashes on the side of the road oh yeah like, absolutely yeah like so, so there's plenty of reasons why you might find a, a, a crucifix in there um it doesn't sound weird enough to mention not necessarily um uh and raggedy ann just seems too convenient uh and the poltergeist dvd i think Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, what a small thing to find in a sinkhole. Sure. I mean, what size was the sinkhole? Because when Big I think of a sinkhole, I always think of a sinkhole um, that, like, I'm the, tell you, like, like, yeah, it consumes was, a car or, you know. No, no, no. About, I would say, 12 feet by five, uh, 8 feet. 12 by 8. 12 by the 8. The size of our, our deck in the backyard. Sure. Okay. 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 All right. So what is it? Poltergeist DVD. Poltergeist DVD. I'm going to stick to Chucky. Just, just Chucky. for okay. giggles. Please. Y'all go ahead and check it out. I can't say it. 
Raggedy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> what is going it. on? We should have known that. You know, we yeah. always said it out to the universe and it, it comes is. back to us. It's true. And it's so funny because uh, it's so the MPR News who posted about it doesn't say anything about the Raggedy, Raggedy Ann doll. doll. They're, They're just, just like, like, here's a sinkhole. And I'm like, do you not see a, what's in it? That's a Raggedy Ann doll. Maybe somebody had their own Annabelle uh, situation. It's a little Annabelle. It's a little Annabelle. <laughs> Running around. So because <laughs> we have three simple. left, because we have three left and there are uh, no more nasty ones, y'all just go ahead and choose. Okay. I don't even think we need to spin. Okay. I'm going to go four. Okay. I'm going to go six and you can have five. Okay. I'll have yeah. five. Cheers. Slange Navarre. Mm, Coke Zero. Yummy. Water. <laughs> Water. Is that rose lemonade? That is rose lemonade. I love rose lemonade. Fentiman's rose. She loves it. She loves well it. Well played. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the most delicious one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of. I kind of rate. I kind of did like a one through four. Like you know, one being clamato on the one side, and the one being the you know. I rose deserve lemonade. to end on this. Mm-hmm. You do. Wash that clamato so- juice you, down. You drink all the bad stuff. I was so concerned that the clamato juice wasn't going to get chosen. I was like, no, it's perfect. I almost put Clamato juice in like two just to be a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> it got chosen. Evil. I am evil, yeah. Evil. All right. That was uh that was awesome. That was awesome. So yeah, next time we do this, we're gonna be doing it with Bean Boozled. Bean Boozled. We'll be boozled. Bean boozled. Bean boozled. Mm-hmm. Yum. Now is Bean Boozled all weird flavors or is it like no. every it's fifty percent great flavors and then 50% weird flavors but each flavor has a doppelganger uh, yeah uh, so they they knocked off birdie bots every flavored beans right um you know from harry potter for sure because yeah that was the whole like premise of the birdie bots mm-hmm. to be like earwax or caramel you yeah. know it's like so that that gets here tomorrow Excellent. That gets here tomorrow, and we'll go there ahead go. and Great. knock that out. But yeah, this has been a this has been a fun season opener. Woo. Woo. Go cool, Maddie. Go ahead, close us out. All right then. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed watching us suffer, or at least well, me suffer for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Maddie suffer. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Um, if you don't already follow us on social media, make sure to follow us on all platforms under Haunted City Podcast and things like that. But yep. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.